You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Mm. You know what? That was so good, and it is Friday. There you go. Time to do it again. Mm. Finished up the cup. They reminded me uh, whenever I was here as bus director. Um, oh, actually, I was senior associate pastor, but I had preached one of the, I think, third and fourth grade uh, uh, Sunday school had me preach their church service, and kids had you know come forward for a decision. I dealt with one little boy mm-hmm. outside because nobody was dealing with them. We're sitting down out in the hallway in the uh, in the school building, and uh, got to lead them to Christ. Mm-hmm. And I happened to be walking through the the hallways the next Sunday, right about the same time. He came out again, and I thought, hmm. You know, so I I went ahead and dealt with them there, and I said, "Hey, you remember? Yeah." And so I said, "Well, why'd you come forward?" He said, "I want to be saved." I said, "Well, what happened last week?" He said, "I got saved." I said, "Well, then why would you come?" He said, "It felt so good. I wanted to do it again." That's awesome. That was great. You meant so when- I explained to him why he shouldn't. You know, yeah. but that was just so great. You meant when you were at Cleveland Baptist? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yes. Oh, okay. Cool story. Yeah. Amen. Who does want to get saved? So you over said, over? let's do it again. Let's do it again. So much fun. Had to do it again. Whew, there you go. Hey, let's continue on. Amen. Great study this week. Yes. It's something a little bit yeah. different for us. Kind of go through. Sort of a sort of a quick uh stone skipping study. Whoa. Yep. Eschatology. Love it. Here's here's the last no, I part. you're stoned and I'm skipping half the things you say. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you say stoned? <laughs> Some have accused, but never been. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so I'm reading through Matthew 24 and um, verse 14. And this gospel, the kingdom, shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Is that pre-trib? Is that part of the tribulation? Matthew 24. Matthew 24 yeah. goes all over the map. It does. And and includes many things, and so like the scriptures teach us, we go line upon line, precept mm-hmm. upon precept, here a little, there a little. We match spiritual things with spiritual, mm-hmm. and so you have to line up all of the verses that deal with this topic. You have to line them all up, and and in every way that they can find complete agreement and be in harmony with the other mm-hmm. verses mm-hmm. is the definition of it. Right, right. So do you think that the gospel has been spread to every nation? Yes. I do too. Yeah, the internet. Internet, television, yeah. radio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there may now, be small... not everybody has a copy of the Bible in their own language, no. but that isn't necessarily what that passage is right. saying. There are some other passages that could maybe shed some more light on that. But Right. I heard somebody say one time, interesting thought, that they thought that it had to go out from Jerusalem 
and then make its way back to Jerusalem. Hmm. And I, I don't know, yeah. you know, I put a lot of stock in that, but it's kind of a neat thought that, of. yeah, and really, I would say one of the last nations to really have received the message of Christ is is Jerusalem. That's right. I mean, it's uh, it's very strong against, you know, the teaching of Christ yet today. Romans 11 is still true. Absolutely. And there are a lot of people there that don't have any affiliation yes. with a religious teaching, but there are a lot that do. And those that are strong, strongly oppose the teaching of Christ and Christianity coming Amen. into our country. So Amen. That's that, right. could, that could be part of it. But uh, we do see a lot of the Jews wanting to return back home. Yep. Uh, I met a guy, uh, I was in St. Louis, Missouri, and we stopped to have uh, something to eat at a, um, oh, what's that called? Uh, Cracker Barrel? No, no, no. It's when you don't eat uh, meat. Vegan, a vegan. Oh, a vegan. Vegan place. restaurant. Imagine, I was in a vegan restaurant. Yeah. Just to observe. No. No. Oh, I could find something to eat in a vegan restaurant. That's no big well, deal. I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I ate something, but I wouldn't eat it again. So I have some dear friends who are vegan, and they love it, and they do it, and, you know, it's it's great for them. Uh, but uh, so we're eating there, and this guy is playing a, a guitar and singing, and he's singing uh, songs that are Hebrew songs, Hebrew, uh, huh. like folk type songs. So I, I, I recognized. And so I went to the guy and I said, are, are you a Jew? And he said, yeah, I am. And I said, have you ever been to Jerusalem? He said, no. I said, I've been 12 times. He's like, really? I said, oh, you need to go. I said, man, it's mm. an amazing place. And I said, do you ever feel that call? And he said, I, I want to go someday. Mm. And I don't think I've ever met a Jewish person yet that didn't want to <laughs> make it to Jerusalem. And, mm-hmm. and there is a calling to them to come home. So Kind of neat, but yeah, yes. I would say that's still a place that has not fully received uh, the message of Christ since Christ was there. So, yeah, and whenever you think about uh, during the tribulation, that first half of the tribulation, uh, a lot of Jews are going to be out preaching the gospel. Mm, that's right, hundred forty-four thousand Jewish right. preachers. Yeah, yeah, preached in well, first, all the world. First Thessalonians five says, "But of the times and seasons, brethren." Ye have no need that I write unto you, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night. Right. For when they say, when they shall say, peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman of child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Right. And so we as believers, we definitely should be seeing mm-hmm. the signs of the times. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I was thinking of is whenever Jesus asked the question, I want to study it. I've studied it some, maybe I've put maybe six or seven hours into it, but I, I'm still at a loss to everything that the Lord is saying. But he said, when the Son of Man cometh, Will he find faith yeah. on the earth? Yeah. You know, that's a question that he asks. It's And I don't know quite, is it rhetorical? Mm. Is it a question of warning? Is it a question I, I, that we should investigate? It right. just, it intrigues me. And I know that I'm going to take some time and just, I want to get a good understanding of what that is saying. But mm-hmm. we know at least it's saying that there'll be less people of true faith in Jesus Christ mm-hmm. when he comes again. Now, yeah. is that talking about his stepping on the earth after the right. tribulation? Right. Or is it talking about when he comes the first time? Mm. You know, so um, 
it, it's it's intriguing yeah. to me. But that yeah. question, will he find faith on the earth, is mm-hmm. is uh, true salvation, people who are true believers, mm. does it seem like that group is growing or waning to you? Oh, it's waning. Yeah, it seems it's that waning. way to me too. I, I think there are a lot of people in our churches are, are you know, our uh, Baptist churches that really aren't saved. They 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 profess Christ, but there are there are some maybe more than we'd like to think that that really don't know Christ the way they're to know Christ. And I see in some of the lifestyle of believers today, I in some of the talk. All I, all I know I is that the Puritans thought half of their congregations were not saved. Right. Preachers in the 1800s, yeah. 1900s, yeah. they said the same thing. Mm-hmm. I wonder if a half of our people are truly believers. And so what do we think? We're really a lot better now. I know. I we, know. We're stronger now. We're, yeah. Do we have those signs mm-hmm. of being so much closer to Jesus Christ now than they did in the 15, 1600s, oh, man. 17, 18, oh. 19. I mean, do we really want to say that we think we're yeah. stronger now? Yeah. Wow. I think we have a lot of people that are saved, and maybe maybe more than we're talking about, but I don't know that we're living the level of Christianity that Christians have lived in the past. And maybe maybe we're misunderstood there too. Maybe maybe we are. Maybe maybe we're misguided. I do know that sometimes I'll look back on TV programs or movies from back in the 30s and 40s and I think, "Oh, that's when people really live for God." And you watch those movies and it's like, "Yeah. There's some stuff Saint there that Hollywood's always been Hollywood. It has." Boy, that's a truth. And, you know, I don't know if Hollywood truly portrays the society in which it's giving entertainment too, but I I have to think that sometimes maybe we're not as far off as First John. One of the evidences in First yeah. John yeah. is that we will obey the gospel. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, we will obey the commands of the Lord. Right. It is a sign, it is an evidence to ourselves of our salvation. You know, three evidences there. One of them is that we're going to keep his commandments. Mm. So can we really say we're, you know, if I've got to almost thumb wrestle people into trying to say you shouldn't be drinking at all. Oh, man. And and we're, we've got people in our congregations that oh. want to fight over, oh, no, no, I the Bible says that I can. Yeah, it's just you know, one. It's right. just one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not getting drunk. So, you know, I mean, to, to argue to that degree... And you can even go a step further. I think we have many people in our congregations that are weary of us talking about mm. the the, uh, the trans situation, right? And they just want it to go away. They they don't even want to talk about it anymore. Don't think just about it. don't even think about it. Let me just go on with my life. Mm. If it doesn't bother us, mm. I mean, something that adamantly. That is so wicked and vile, mm-hmm. you know. Wow. Yeah, and it's it is. And we're saying, yeah, I think more people are saved now in our churches. I don't think so. I don't know. I I do believe that Christians today are very nominal, and they're very fickle, and there are options where in days past there weren't as many options. You know, it was either us or it was 
mainline denominations, and now there's kind of a mix of those. You can have, you know, some biblical teaching, preaching, but you can have the music you want or that you feel more comfortable with, and and you can have preaching that isn't quite as harsh. It's more loving and grace and mercy, and so you can have that. And the mixed multitude in the Old Testament never did any good. They did much more harm than good. I love when people honk their horns when we're trying to record. <laughs> well, you know, if we weren't sitting out on the street here know, in St. Thomas, know, you know, I so... Uh, hey, buddy, get your scooter off the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think it was... I think just the Japanese <laughs> driving by, you know, <laughs> honking on their scooters and, That's you know, they... Right. You guys are still number one with us. Number so, one, yeah. waving. Konnichiwa. <laughs> oh, man. You never know on Tim Talk. See, you just That's never know right. what you're going to get. Yeah. One time I'm, I'm interviewing Jenny Pope and the fire truck goes by. <laughs> exactly. He said, I'm on fire. Remember that? <laughs> yes, that was great. Oh, man. Oh, that guy's mm. never had a loss for a comeback. Oh, buddy. I haven't seen him for a while. I got to see him. I just yes. missed him. I just missed him mm. uh, back a few months ago. So completely off topic. But okay, so. If if the coming of Christ is as close as we think, how many churches do you think are really getting excited about the coming of Christ? How many churches are talking about this, do you think? I don't know. It's one thing to talk about. It's another thing. He that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. Mm -hmm. If we really believe Jesus is coming back, I think we'd be a lot cleaner. Yeah. Because we want to be as pure as Jesus. So are our churches more pure than they've ever been? You know, now that's each an individual congregation to have to decide. Mm -hmm. You know, true holiness does start within. But it then we live according to the doctrine of holiness. Right. There is a change right. in the things that we're doing. So in other words, we, we're doing all the things that God does. You know, not to his degree, mm -hmm. but we're imitating his holiness, not just imitating, but replicating it mm -hmm. in our life to where people say, wow, that guy's pretty godly. Mm -hmm. That guy's a lot like God. Yeah. Must be. Now, we can't have one without the other, but is it time to start making more of our preaching about that, where maybe in the past we have tried to say we need to evangelize, we need to win the lost, we need to you know be out giving the gospel. We still need to do that, don't get me wrong. But should we maybe be in our preaching taking more time to say, okay, listen, we need to be right with Christ because he is coming. We need, we need to be more cleansed and we need to be more godly. I think that depends on every congregation. Yeah. You know, where where they are, you know, each one of us, you know, are we are we there or not? I I think and I fear that if this is true, I fear that we have changed our preaching into something that can be replicated. You know, that that when we see a result, we're result oriented. And I don't mean yeah, ever ought to plan on giving invitation and nobody coming forward and say, "Oh yeah, it's just what I thought." But it's it's a different result. I, I think whenever we 
we talk about when you give out the gospel, you can sort of measure that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I gave out 12 tracks this week. I didn't give any last week. Thank the Lord. I did a little bit better today. Praise mm-hmm. the Lord. Mm-hmm. Whenever we're talking about uh, giving and faithful, okay, I did tie this week. Thank God. We can measure that. Mm-hmm. How do you measure if you've grown in holiness? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that that's such an arbitrary term to many Christians that that you can't. That they think it's sort of so ethereal. There's no way to measure whether mm-hmm. or not that we've really become holy mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know. I think it's. Easy. I mean, if you're drinking Tim Hortons, man, that's a step up. <laughs> if you've left, if you've left the sin of Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks and moved up, then yeah, you're progressing. Yeah, well, or if you it's drink easy for you to say now that you're out of Cleveland, don't have that's to revert true. to yeah. that sin that yeah. so easily yeah. beset us. It does. It does beset me. <laughs> <laughs> it upset me. I don't know if it beset me. <laughs> that sin. That sin so easily upset yeah. us. If you ever start drinking coffee, if you ever start drinking coffee, then you could be no. holy too. You, you know, up. I would if it didn't taste so much like coffee. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it smells so awesome and my tastes so terrible. My sister-in-law, Joyce, I'm at her house, and and um, she goes, did, did you have a coffee? I said, yeah. I said, I did. And she goes, okay, um, leave the leave the puck in the in the machine, in the Keurig. I'm gonna, For her? Yeah, I'm going to have a coffee. Oh! So she's, she makes the coffee. So the water's already gone through it. So it comes out looking like, you know, yes. tea. And then she puts four... Splenda in it and cream. <laughs> so her, her coffee was sitting on the counter. I looked over and I said, is this yours? And it was like white. It was like, <laughs> looked like milk. Yes, yeah, my coffee. I said, it's warm milk. It's not even brown. Warm Nothing. milk with two beans chucked into it. Yeah, you're Two coffee beans. Yeah, so that's that's how you drink it. That's how you drink it. Hey, it's been a great week. Yes. And I could uh, be back again with you. It is. It is. I always enjoy that time. And, Amen. Uh, hopefully this year we can do more of that. Amen. So, a lot of travels again this year. I'm Good. everywhere. And, Good. And uh, coming through. I'll be at your place this Good. year. Looking forward to that. It's exciting. No, I was thinking I know a little bit of time has passed, but I was thinking uh, the Lord was gracious in allowing you to be around when Mrs. Thompson went home to be yeah. with the Lord. Yeah. You didn't have to try to, you know, fight over, should I leave this meeting? Should I, you know, oh. that that was a blessing. You know, that it was. was and I'll tell you, it worked out so good. Um, I had basically from December 1st through February 1st, I, I don't yes. have a lot of, I actually don't, mm-hmm. I didn't have any meetings at that time. Mm-hmm. Um and I use that time to, you know, get with the Lord, get my messages for the next year, correspond to all this stuff. And it just happened out that we didn't have anything going on. And my wife had arranged to meet with uh, a foster sister and a friend. And uh, I said, honey, I, I think you can do that, but I don't think you better spend long. We better get to your mom. Mm. And so the family called and said, yeah, she's starting to go. And we left early. And we got there, and man, we had such a good day. Amen. Oh man, we missed her dad by two hours. Mm. They called and said, "Yeah, he's starting to go." And we said, "Well, we'll be there." It was a Saturday. We'll be there Monday. Then they called and said, "He's really going fast." We said, "We'll be there Sunday." Mm-hmm. And they said, "He's he's not got much time." And we said, "We'll leave right after Sunday night church." And we headed out, and we were. It's a, about a four and a half hour drive, and two hours in, we got the phone call. I passed. Yes. I said, "We're never doing that again. Yeah, we're not going to miss yeah. that." Yeah. So um, this week kind of reminds me that I, I don't want to miss the coming of Christ. 
Amen. You know, not that we will, but I, I, I'm anticipating it. Amen. We anticipated that my mother-in-law was going to pass. We mm-hmm. didn't want to miss, and I don't want to miss those signs of the coming of Christ. Amen. So great segue there. That's awesome. Amen. Yeah, good. Great to see you, and great yes. to be with our uh, listeners. God bless you. Uh, for those of you that you don't know, and most of you do, but we always say it in case we have someone new, but I am Al Stone. I'm from Canada. I pastored the Bible Baptist Church for 30 years. I'm traveling full-time in evangelism, trying to help churches all over Canada and America in any way that we can, and I am so thankful for the friends that I've made Amen. and the churches that I've been to. And Amen. I, I'm, I'm a fortunate man. I, I re- literally feel like I have thousands, if not tens of thousands of friends. I can go just about anywhere in our countries. And know that I can get help if I need it. Amen. And I'm thankful for that. So God bless you for that. Amen. And and I will attest to the fact that you do need it. Oh, I need every friend I can get because <laughs> I need a lot of help. This is Dan Wolven. I thank the Lord that uh, for four years I prayed that I'd be able to go out after college to, back to our home church. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I are both from Cleveland Baptist Church, and we were able to serve there for 20 years. And then the Lord led us to North Columbus Baptist Church, where we've been there a little over 20 years. And yeah. so been in the ministry 41 years. And uh, and it, it is a blessing to serve the Lord. So yeah. from Columbus, Ohio, though I'm not in Columbus, Ohio, I'm with you presently and enjoying myself. But uh, I want to say God bless you and uh, grace and peace be unto you. And uh, please help us with a rating or review and uh, subscribe on your favorite listening platform. And that helps us a lot. I hope you never need help because you don't have any friends. Oh, I need help. Unless I, I will admit that I need lots of help. Unless you come to St. Thomas, then I know that you have a friend, Ruthie. Yes. Amen. She loves you. Well, she's she is the one compassionate that's always been have pity on stray dogs. So she, she is a Christian. <laughs> this is Tim Talks. Have a great weekend day. We'll be back with you on Monday for more great stuff here on Tim Talks. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.